Coming up on Mayo Clinic Q&A. Uncertainty is something that we're all uncomfortable with. Mental health and coping during the COVID-19 crisis. Social distancing is meant to be a health guideline, but it unfortunately limits a sense of intimacy that many of us need during uncertain times. Hear ideas for finding comfort amid uncertainty. One thing that works very well is coming up with a schedule. And advice about continuous news coverage. I think it's important to evaluate the sources of information that you're listening to and the amount of time you're spending on those sources. Learn strategies for managing worry amid a national emergency. If we're not handling stress well, we can't expect our children to handle it very well. Question, how can you be better prepared for the COVID-19 pandemic? It's important that we do that so that we don't spread our anxiety to other people. The answer next on Mayo Clinic Q&A. I'm Dr. Tom Shives. And I'm Tracy McRae. During today's podcast on the COVID-19 pandemic, we'll share portions of a recent interview with Dr. Beth Rush, a clinical neuropsychologist at Mayo Clinic. If you're feeling stressed out by the sweeping changes created in the virus outbreak, this discussion is for you. We'll find out why both structure and flexibility are needed in these days. And Dr. Rush has thoughts about connection and how it's possible even amid social distancing. Let's start with the wave of uncertainty that's washed over our lives and Dr. Rush's thoughts on dealing with that. When people have to respond to change, the best thing to think about is whether or not we need to fear what's uncertain. Uncertainty is something that we're all uncomfortable with. And when we're uncomfortable, we tend to become anxious. So if we can learn to embrace uncertainty as something that we can handle, and then we take the time to address, then it becomes more bearable. It becomes something we can live through. As for addressing that uncertainty, Dr. Rush has several thoughts. First, she says there can be comfort in structure. I think one thing that works very well is coming up with a schedule. We know from all of the literature that having a schedule being able to journal things, having set times that we do things helps allay some of the fear and anxiety. We know what's coming up in our own home. So maybe designing a household schedule, and this is something I've been considering doing with my own family, is doing things at certain times during the day, despite the fact that we're not in a structured school schedule or a structured work schedule. But I think having some structure in place or a schedule in place helps with the uncertainty. That's especially true in this crisis, which could continue for a while. Well, we're already at the beginning of the self-quarantine, and we may be at it for several weeks at a time. And we need to think about how are we going to stay well during that time. And the structure, the routine becomes really important. Being able to exercise on a routine basis, being able to eat well and not just eat what's available to us. Make sure you don't use all of the emergency Oreos at once. <laughs> I think that's really important. Take a pause once in a while. Am I feeling overwhelmed? Why am I feeling overwhelmed? And what do I have within me to be able to manage that? It's important that we do that so that we don't spread our anxiety to other people, our children, knowingly or unknowingly. If we're not handling stress well, we can't expect our children to handle it very well. So make sure that you know you need to be checking in with yourself and monitoring your own stress and how it surfaces so that you can make sure you're setting a good example for your children. That includes how you digest the news about the crisis. Dr. Rush says one thing you might want to leave off your family's schedule, or at least limit it, is time spent with news and social media. 
I think it's really hard to figure out how much news we need and how much social media we need during a time of isolation, such as self-quarantining or being at home with our kids. I think you know yourself best. You know whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. You know how much information you need. I think it's important to evaluate the sources of information that you're listening to and the amount of time you're spending on those sources. For instance, you may want to spend more time listening to CDC updates and referencing websites and less time on Facebook listening to someone's reaction to a CDC update. And remember, there's a difference between being in the know and obsessing about every alert that flashes across the screen. At some point, you're going to feel totally overwhelmed and you're going to need a timeout. And you can respond to it with any of these things, exercise, meditation, journaling, a moment with your family, or even a nap. In those low moments, Dr. Rush says it's important to be kind to yourself. I try not to eat a lot of fast food or a lot of carbs, but I don't deprive myself. If I want a cookie, I eat a cookie. I think about it, maybe don't eat 10, but I eat the cookie. I try to exercise regularly. That becomes important for just managing my stress level and managing the way that I think. I try to make sure that I'm around people who I care about and who don't introduce extra stress to me. I try to stick with my family and tell my kids I love them. I try to be present for them. Dr. Rush says the practice of being present can help replace the loss of intimacy and feelings of isolation that are happening in this pandemic. Social distancing is meant to be a health guideline, but it unfortunately limits a sense of intimacy that many of us need during uncertain times. We can still have that intimacy, but we have to go about it in a different way. We have to lock eyes with the person that we're talking to and be present. We have to listen actively to what they're saying and respond to them with true feeling. When we do that, we're able to communicate the sense of constancy, security that a hug creates. And for healthy people in your own home, Dr. Rush says you can take it one step further. It's called the 20-second hug. During times of uncertainty, embrace someone that you love and hold them. Be still with them. Do nothing else for 20 seconds. And that communicates a sense of calm and certainty that wasn't present before the hug started. If you're healthy, hug. If you're not, isolate. Heads up, kids. 20 seconds of hugging when I get home today. <laughs> this edition of Mayo Clinic Q&A is part of a continuing series on the COVID-19 pandemic. Other episodes delve more into the virus itself, its spread, and what you can do to protect yourself from getting it. We hope you'll consider listening to other conversations in this series. Meanwhile, thanks to clinical neuropsychologist Dr. Beth Rush for her time and her stress-reducing ideas. Until next time, take Dr. Rush's advice, find some structure, remember to be kind to yourself, and be well. Mayo Clinic Q&A is a production of Mayo Clinic News Network and is available wherever you get and subscribe to your favorite podcasts. To see a list of all Mayo Clinic Q&A podcasts, visit newsnetwork.mayoclinic.org. Then click on podcasts. Thanks for listening and be well. We hope you'll offer a review of this and other episodes when the option is available. Comments and questions can also be sent to Mayo Clinic News Network at mayo.edu.